Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good evening, all. Tonight I have four true horrifying cryptid dogman stories. It brings me great discomfort and curiosity, wondering what lurks out there which is unknown to a lot of us. So, let's begin. Number one. So this happened around three years ago when I was hiking with my dad as part of a father-son bonding thing I'm sure my mother had forced him to do. I could tell he was making an effort, but I would have rather have been sitting at home watching the TV and hanging out with friends to our local park. However, that's all kind of irrelevant to my story. So we were on a three-day hike with a plan of my mother picking us up upon finishing our course through some extensive forestry trail. I didn't know the area all that well, but my dad said he used to come here with his friends a long time ago every summer and knew these woods like the back of his hands. And he wanted to take the opportunity to show me the beauty of nature or something like that. Well, at least that's what he told me. So fast forward to the second night and we were just settling down for the evening and beginning to pitch our tent and make camp for the night. A little earlier than we had the night before because of pretty bad rain that was meant to be coming our way. So my dad thought it would be wise to do so. Which I wasn't too bothered about if I'm being honest. My legs were beginning to hurt as well as my back from carrying our gear and rations. So we had just finished pitching our tent under some sheltered trees. When I say sheltered, I mean enough to stop most of the rain from battering our tent for the evening and keeping us awake. So my dad ended up making a fire in our secluded little camp under the trees. I remember thinking the man was a wizard for being able to conjure up such heat from a fire on such a horrible evening. We actually got talking a bit, which isn't something we did all that often. I have to admit, it was kind of nice. So after having some dinner, we both decided to head to bed and get some sleep. We had a lot of ground to cover the next again day due to pitching camp early. So by this point, it must have been around 9pm. Dark wasn't here yet, but it was on its way. So I got awoken at what I can only presume to be the early hours of the morning, because of rain battering off the tent. 
I remember not thinking much of it at the time and resting my head back down and trying to get back to sleep. Only maybe around 10 seconds later, I remember that we had pitched under the shelter to avoid this happening. So a little curious, I decided I would unzip the tent and poke my head out. Looking back, that was probably a huge mistake. When I looked out, I was met with a thing just staring at me, no less than six inches away from my face, just smiling. Now I say thing, but at first I thought it to be a man, until my brain could process what I was looking at. The eyes white were a murky shade of red, which was enough to leave me paralysed in my own fear. Frozen, unable to do more than let out a painful quiver, not loud enough to wake my dad up. Slowly, this thing backed up, not letting go of my gaze, and with each step I noticed the man, or thing, had no arms. Not even stumps where they could have once been, but just nothingness. At this point, I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. He then began whistling a sad, melodic tune that I know I've heard before but not sure where whilst continuing to creep backwards slowly and into the darkness. For a brief second I was able to pull together enough composure, enough to throw myself back into the tent and zip it up. I sat for what felt like hours debating with myself on whether to wake and tell my dad what I had just saw. But I didn't. I didn't even know what I had just seen. I could still faintly hear the whistling from that... I could still faintly hear the whistling from what sounded like a couple of hundred feet away. I don't know how, but I must have somehow fallen asleep. But not for long, as when my dad awoke me in the early morning, it was still slightly dark. I tried putting what I had seen and heard down to a crazy nightmare. However, my dad called me out of the tent. Upon exiting, I could see a completely baffled look upon his face. Before I could get the words out to ask what was wrong, I quickly realised that our tent had been dragged out into the open skies, at least 50 feet from where we had camped. I could actually see the drag marks where we had been taken along the dirt. My dad asked me if we had pitched camp here the night before, completely bamboozled. Of course I remembered that we hadn't, simply because of that one simple detail that we had pitched under shelter. I looked at him and replied that we must have, even though I knew that wasn't true. I could see somewhere in his eyes that he knew we didn't either. He didn't say anything more about it and he just started packing up our stuff. Although he wasn't trying to let on, I caught a few glimpses of what seemed like panic from him while we did. It's not something we've shared with my mum, nor have we spoke about since. It's not something I've told anyone either, well, up until now. I still don't know what to make of that night. 
There was certainly something ungodly at the other side of our tent. Something that still gives me nightmares three years on. And that song, I wish I knew what it was. Number two. So I live in a remote farm area. I have horses and love nothing more than to ride them. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Went. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So one day I was out in our paddock just trotting along with Danny, one of my horses. And this full-on heavy wind comes out of nowhere and a horrible decay-like smell follows at the back of it. The wind was coming from the tree line at the bottom of the field. It was at this point when I turned Danny to see where the smell was coming from that he completely flipped on me, straddling me back and forth and as I was in the midst of trying to calm him down, that's when I saw it. This wolf-like thing standing in the tree line. It was so big. Hard to say, but it looked around nine feet tall and was like a wolf cross with a bear. But it couldn't be. It was standing on two legs just watching us. At this point I could see my other two horses flipping out and trying to jump over the barbed wires. I quickly glanced back at the trees to see the beast gone, and the smell slowly went with it. I've seen a lot of nature. Bears, wolves... The list goes on, but I have never seen anything like that in all my life. Number 3 So last summer I was up staying with my gran over in Scotland. She lives in the countryside and in the middle of nowhere, I suppose you could say. She was about a ten minute drive away from the small village and about an hour's drive from any real big shops. So my favourite thing to do when visiting my gran, other than seeing her of course, is enjoying the beautiful and peaceful landscape around and near her house. From the back window you can get a glimpse of a little stream running through some rocks in between some small hills that looks like it goes downstream for miles. I tended to spend a lot of time just walking along there as I enjoyed the quiet compared to the busy city I was from. That was until one afternoon I was walking alongside the stream as I normally do and I could see something in the distance further along. It looked like an animal drinking but a pretty big animal if you ask me. 
I was hesitant, but crept forward slowly and out of curiosity, edging towards the banking hill so to take some cover. The closer I got, the more horrified I became. This animal was nothing I had ever seen before. I must have made some noise or something because it jolted around, giving me full frontal view. It peered at me with what looked like a human face, but more hair in its body than a gorilla. It was massive, towering over at least two of me. I was frozen as it looked at me for what felt like minutes. My attention was brought back around with a rock rolling back into the stream that this big thing had clumsily clicked in with its huge feet. I screamed in total shock and horror and ran back to my grands and never looked back. It didn't feel like I was being followed or chased, but I didn't want to turn around and find out. When I burst into my grand's house in tears, she comforted me and smothered me as all grands do. When I eventually calmed down, I told her what I had saw. I was surprised by her lack of response or emotion. She simply said, and I quote, Oh, right. So you've seen it then, eh? Not many people get to. And that was that. Number four. So this story dates back to when I was only around 10 or so. Me and some friends were at our local park playing around doing kid stuff, as you did. Must have been about 30 years ago now, but I can still remember it so vividly. We were down by our park and were playing around near the water, trying to swipe at passing fish and such. When we began messing around and my friend Anne slipped and fell in. Now the current was strong, strong enough to drag a ten-year-old girl who couldn't swim anyway. So as she was being dragged along, we all chased her down the side, making attempts to pass our sticks to her for her to hold on. It wasn't working though, and death was becoming imminent. To this day, I'm still not too sure if this is a blessing or not. I suppose in the grand scheme of things, it probably is. But you want to know what saved Anne that day? A body. Yes. A body that was further down the stream, wedged under the water by a log of some sort. She somehow had gotten caught onto the body, which just saved her life. It kept her still enough and for long enough that we were able to form a human chain to bring her back in. Subsequently though, as she was stuck onto this body, the body came with her. When Anne had caught her breath, we examined the body. Curiosity and boredom stupidly being all we needed. The body looked almost mutilated with large bites and scratch marks. Now there aren't a lot of large animals in that area and I would have just put it down to something like that if it weren't for the horrifying fact that there was a carving engraved into the flesh saying, my land. An animal couldn't have wrote that, but neither a human could have left those other marks. 
I still don't know what done it, but make matters stranger. When we went home and told our parents who phoned the police, the body was gone when they got there. To this day, everyone still thinks we made this up. So, that does it for our four horrifying cryptid dogman stories. I hope you enjoyed, and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and hit that like one too. I have new clothing and items in my shop which you can find in the description of the video. I hope you all enjoyed, and as always, it's been a pleasure. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.